How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 54 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, we'll be reveling in the Chiefs' convincing victory in Arizona before looking ahead to Thursday night's Week 2 matchup against the Chargers. But first... As you will have heard by now, the UK is currently in a period of mourning due to Her Majesty the Queen passing away on Thursday last week. Clearly a sad day for our nation, obviously, and the world recognised what a truly remarkable person the Queen was, not only for the UK, but across the Commonwealth and, of course, the globe, as many world leaders shared their sorrow at the passing of the UK's longest reigning monarch. Tom and I would like to pay tribute to Her Majesty the Queen for fulfilling her promise all those years ago to serve her people and her country for as long as she lived, right up until her final days. The Queen was a remarkable woman and the greatest monarch this country has ever had. May she rest knowing how grateful this country is for her many years of service. Thank you, ma'am. Now, um, obviously, the news was instantly met with uh, quite a few postponements um, in um, especially the Premier League, wasn't it, Tom? Um, and there was other sporting events on. There was some cricket on. Uh, Formula One was still on, obviously, all that kind of thing. Um, and I can understand it's it's such a, a, a somber time for the country. You know, um, you know, 70 years uh, of service from the Queen. But I think this postponement of especially the Premier League football matches is it 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 kind of came a bit out of out of nowhere really because i think the best way to honor somebody like that who was really she was really kind of um supportive of, of a lot of a sporting events especially you know the like like the olympics in 2012 she was very much involved with that um rugby world cup and obviously she was in the you know the world cup in 1966 handing the trophy over to uh to england when uh, when they won it um, she was very much, you know, sport was quite a, a big thing in her life, you know. Uh, yeah, the baseball team called the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, yeah the under Royals baseball team as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yeah, why, I, I'm why sure I, I did say it probably was a busy day for the Kansas City Royals social media team, probably oh, the amount of tags that they had on, on Thursday and Friday. Um, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. As a, someone that had tickets to go to see Arsenal on Sunday, yeah. and um, the selfishness in me wanted, kind of wanted the game to go ahead, and I probably feel that they could have done some nice tributes at, yeah. at the games. And like, there there are people that are that are. Let's be honest, this country is divided on the monarchy. Not to go into it oh, yeah. massively, yeah. but not all Brits love the Queen. That, let, 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 let's that be clear to you, America. I think more Americans probably like the Queen than more Brits do. Um, I think really? that's 
<laughs> I think that's a fair statement. That's, I think that's a fair statement. But um, don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that the Brits aren't grateful, but some people feel like the idea of a monarch is kind of outdated. So yeah. there's already a little bit of re- resentment there in the first place. But then you, you kind of pair that with cancelling people's hobbies at the weekend, then I, I maybe that's going to cause more resentment going forward. I, I don't know. I, I don't think there was a right answer. I don't think there was a wrong answer either. Um, I don't blame football for calling it all off this weekend. Um, but at the same time, I don't think they could have been blamed if they went ahead and had nice tributes in the stadium. It would have been it would have been nice to see. I, I would I would have enjoyed to see the tributes and to see how people react to to, to the news. Um, obviously, we've all got a bank holiday now on on, on the Monday for the, for the state funeral. Everyone will be off work in the UK. Everyone will be at home watching it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think there was a right or a wrong answer yeah. to it. Um, yeah, you're I, I'm you, torn. damned if you don't isn't it I, I suppose that's the yeah. that's the phrase for it, isn't it? you weren't I mean, going to please everybody there would have been some people out there said yes you have to sit in front of your TV and mourn this weekend over the Queen um, there would have been some people that said no let's just play football and watch football I don't know the, the, the thing that I see about it is is this country prides itself on keep calm carry on almost like you know mm. that, that's the slogan isn't it keep calm carry on and obviously we're, we're going through a, a transition now with uh obviously the queen passing and we've now got king charles now i mean that sounds really odd doesn't it saying we've got king charles which is uh very strange um uh, wish him all the best in the role um but you know it's it's the point i'm trying to get at is the country should really kind of you know try and move on a little bit as it would normally but yes have this this period of mourning we have 10 days of mourning don't we officially um and like you said we've got a bank holiday as well but you know at least at least let people settle in and and you know honor the queen as she probably would have liked it i think let people mourn how they choose to mourn if they choose to mourn. yeah if If you don't want to go to the game don't go to the game you know yeah Um, and i think that that would be you know that would be right i think and and like i said the queen was very much an advocate for sporting events and stuff so you know i think she would have quite appreciated you know if do you think she had an nfl team i'm gonna say no <laughs> i think she did yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think she did and i i think the chiefs were her team as well yeah because well, we never you know, know now so we can just say the queen was a Chiefs fan yeah well she you yeah. know chiefs uh pretty much it's it's you know the, the word is yeah. you know the similar to king isn't it so king or queen or royal you know there, there you go I think she was a Chiefs fan. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard Florence Nightingale was a Chiefs fan too, as well. Yeah. <laughs> should we just should we just decide now that all historical figures were Chiefs fans? Mother Nature as well. Yeah. <laughs> there's, no, there's literally no one to disprove that fact now. So yeah, you know exactly. All right then, should we uh, should we crack on with the show, mate? Let's talk about some Chiefs because um, you know. There is obviously a sporting event going on at the moment over in America, which we are very happy about. You know, the NFL still can, uh, still continues. I, I thought it was great that uh, some of the games actually honoured the Queen. Uh, they didn't have to do that in America. You know, they're not royalists over there at all, are they? Yes, but, they um... are royalists. They are massive royalists. <laughs> they are massive royalists. I guarantee that. Like, we're not going to get into discussion of what my opinion is on the monarch versus your opinion on the monarch. No, no, right? no. Let's not we're not that. going to get onto that. But I guarantee that people listening to this podcast are more of a royalist than me. <laughs> okay, right. Well, we'll uh, we'll take it from there, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Chiefs, Cardinals. Um, 
this was a game that I th- I felt we predicted this game in the previous show. I felt that this this was very much the breeze that we expected it was going to be. Yeah, I I thought it was going to be easy. I didn't expect it to be Chad Henney easy. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Chad Henney easy. Yeah, we saw <laughs> yeah. Chad Henney. Um, <laughs> the the Chiefs. I, like we sat here and said, right, they've got this new offense. They've got all these weapons. Mahomes is a guy on a mission. He's going to come out and pass to everyone. Balls are going to go everywhere. Touchdowns for everyone. It's going to be a hell of an afternoon. It's going to be great. But let's be fair. We both said that very much through rose-tinted glasses yeah. as well. Because whether we like to admit it, yes, we have some analysis on this show. Yes, we have our opinions. We are also extremely biased. Homers. Uh, <laughs> we are homers, yes. So when we were making those predictions, we thought, yes, they might come true. But how it come true was just out of this world. Did yeah. that first drive... When the Chiefs come out on offense, they lost the toss. There's a change for the season. They lost the toss, had to go on offense first. Just come out, 11, pa- 11 play drive. Clyde Edwards Alaire running an outside run down the sideline for 18 yards. Kelsey getting the ball, Smith Schuster getting the ball, and then finishing with that nice little drop pass over the defender's head into Travis Kelsey's arms. Yeah. Wonderful. As soon as that drive happened, I thought, this is going to be really easy. I'm going to put my feet up. <laughs> yeah, it was that convincing, wasn't it? That drive. Yeah. It was that convincing. And and even the drives after that as well, we were just thinking, God, this is this, this is this felt like a preseason game in a way that where we were just playing starters against backups. You know, that, that's what it felt like. I mean, not to the you know discredit the the Cardinals, but like we said in this in the previous show, they looked unprepared. They look yeah. completely unprepared. Yes, injuries was a big was a big factor in it as well. But even I think even with the players that that weren't you know that weren't there, I think they still would have struggled. Yeah, um, because the Chiefs were just so so on it, and there was a lot being said uh, beforehand. You know, Mahomes saying that um, you know he feels sorry for fantasy owners because he's going to be spreading the ball around. He was true to his word. Mm-hmm. He was think, spreading that ball around to about nine receivers in total, wasn't it? Yeah, Kelsey led the team with what 121 yards, was it? And then yeah. Smith Schuster 79, and then there was passes all over shot. Clyde yeah. got involved in the in the pass game early. Yeah. It was just great to watch. What I thought was funny, and you you alluded it to it slightly there about the Cardinals being unprepared. Mahomes is almost like the perfect case study of why you should play starters in the in the preseason mm-hmm. because. Everyone looks at the preseason as this giant waste of time. And for the most part, it is. It's not great to watch. You've got some terrible players on the field at some time. But Andy Reid obviously sees value in it. And that is why Mahomes and his guys get plenty of game time in August. And it's no coincidence that Mahomes is probably the greatest week one quarterback of all time. Yeah. And it's no coincidence that the Chiefs under Andy Reid have been perennial fast starters, whether that's Patrick Mahomes or it was Alex Smith. Mm. The Chiefs always start fast. They've what, won eight home, eight season openers in a row. Yeah. That that game, do you remember that game against the Titans yeah. back in 2014? And when was it Mike DeVito and Derek Johnson went out for the season yeah. and they lost? And it was, I think it was Jake Locker at quarterback and they just absolutely tore us a new one on, yeah. on, on, on opening day. Oh, well, memories. Since, 
(laughs) (laughs) Since that point, the Chiefs have just been unbelievable in September. Like even the last year of Alex Smith, what we went four, five and oh, didn't we, to start the season? And Mahomes has only lost, what, two September football games and both of them were last year. Yeah. Like, there's something there's something to be said for playing the starters in preseason because the Chiefs come out and they play opponents like the Cardinals who did not play anyone in in August I've, either by design or through circumstance but whatever whatever the reason the Cardinals just weren't ready for a team like the Chiefs who looked like they were in mid-season form the Cardinals yeah got a little bit better towards the end of the second quarter. And then obviously the, you had the garbage time touchdowns and when the Chiefs were playing prevent defence, that, that's fine. But overall, it looked like men against boys for most of the game. Mm. I think picking up what you said there was was correct. You know, this Chiefs team looked like it had always played with each other. Yeah. And it's and it's crazy to think that because of obviously the changes that we've had, even on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um um, and we'll come on to the defense in a minute, but I just want to give a shout out to the uh, the Chiefs' offensive line because um, they were excellent. Even even when Trey Smith went down, yeah, the offensive line still clicked exceptionally well. Um, I yep. mean, zero sacks and Mahomes um, was you know that that's that's something that can they can just nail up in the locker room and just say yeah we did that. And um, that's despite what the Cardinals blitz in fifty four percent of the time. Exactly. Like, like how? Yeah. <laughs> What are you doing, <laughs> Arizona? What are you doing, Vance Joseph? Like, book 101, like, the, the, the rules of the NFL or the, the do's and do nots of the NFL, there should be a book somewhere. And the first page on uh, first page in big block, bold, capital letters should be, rule one, do not blitz Patrick Mahomes. You will die. Die! He does You will Sylvester, <laughs> what are they doing? Did they did they think that all of a sudden that just because Mahomes hasn't seen a blitz in God knows how long that all of a sudden he's going to be bad at it? That oh yeah, he might he might have forgotten how to dissect a blitz and how to react to blitz. Yeah, fifty four percent of the time. To be honest, I'm annoyed that they did it as much as that they did <laughs> because now. No one's going to blitz Mahomes. Do you reckon like Brandon Staley or whoever the DC is in in uh, LA is going to call a single blitz on on Thursday night? It absolutely isn't going to happen because you know they would have looked at the fifty four percent blitzes from the Cardinals and think, yeah, there's there's probably enough evidence in that one game alone to suggest that we should not blitz Patrick Mahomes. It's the Chargers, though, isn't it? It's, it is the charges. They'll find a way to actually really royally mess it up, won't they? But um, but no, I agree. I mean, who the hell, who the hell does that? Who who blitzes Mahomes? Because and this is Vance Joseph, the guy that kind of had some success against. Oh yeah, Mahomes when he was in Denver. Yeah, like maybe maybe they he just thought that the corners are just that bad in Arizona that they're not going to hold up. The only way that we stand a chance for Mahomes is to blitz to try and get pressure early, make him get the ball out of his hands early. And maybe then they can make the tackles. But Mahomes, for whatever reason, is just a cyborg against the blitz. Like I, I, I don't know how you can how someone can have increased pressure on them and perform better. Like, you know, when like you go for a job interview for a promotion and you always sit there and go, ah, oh, I thrive under pressure. I actually work better with responsibility. I want the added pressure. No one actually wants it. They just want the paycheck that goes with it. Yeah. And they accept that that's the pressure is part of the job. 
Yeah. Mahomes is like the opposite of that. He's like, yeah, bring it all. Give me everyone else's workload. I don't mind. I can pick up the slack. He absolutely loves pressure and he just looks so cool and calm against it. It has, it simply has to have something to do with his upbringing. It does. I, I, there, I, it has to be something to do with his dad being a professional sportsman yeah. and him being able to handle pressure. Yes, you can say, well, this is slightly different because you're talking about blitz physical pressure. But to him to be able to stay that cool, calm and collected when there are five plus 300 pound men running towards his face, to be able to keep his eyes downfield and play so well against it, there has to be something in his bloodline or his upbringing, yeah. nature or nurture, that has enabled him just to be so good at it. Because he, the way that he is just not put off by blitz pressures in any way, shape or form, is just out of this world. You're probably right. The Cardinals probably felt as though they had to be railroaded into actually bringing pressure. I think you're right in that respect. I think that's probably one of the main reasons. But also, I think the other reason was, well, we can't really go for like Tyreek anymore. So, yeah. you know, let's 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 test them out. Let's see what he's going to do. See if he is actually going to be able to use these wide receivers or pass catchers a lot more. And it was, I mean, it, proof was in the pudding straight away, wasn't it? That uh, yeah. even on the I am, said on the first drive, I am surprised that they didn't take a leaf out the the Bengals um, book from the AFC Championship game where. The second half, all the Bengals did was just rush free, drop someone to spy, and then put seven, well, basically seven plus the spy into, into coverage and said, Mahomes, go beat us. But maybe the fear was from Arizona, if they do that, the Chiefs have so many guys that are not going to be able to cover. You drop eight into coverage and you know you've only got Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey to worry about because Demarcus Robinson shit, then you really haven't got anything to worry about. Where you're dropping seven guys into coverage... You've got Kelsey, you've got Smith Schuster, you've got MBS, you've got McCall Hardman, you've got the running backs now all of a sudden can catch passes like Clyde Edwards Alaire going on a late leak out on a wheel route. Like it's just yeah. it's just crazy things we're seeing at the moment. Yeah, maybe the, the the thinking is that actually we can't drop so many guys into coverage because Andy Reid and Mahomes will just dice this up with just destroys underneath with, yeah. with the yeah. amount of receivers they can throw you give Mahomes plenty of time and five people running routes then he's going to be absolutely laughing I don't know what the answer is for Mahomes at the moment if he plays like he did on Sunday then against the Chargers the Chargers don't stand a chance regardless yeah. of who they bring they can bring Khalil Matt they can bring anyone they want to on the defensive line they can bring extra guys they don't stand a chance what we see what we saw from Mahomes despite what PFF said was quarterback perfection. I was wondering when you were going to bring up PFF. Just. <laughs> the, actually, the guy, there was a guy on it. Oh, what podcast was it on? I heard it today. It was a snippet of it. And he basically actually said that Mahomes has broken their algorithm or whatever it is, that their, their parameters that actually set that ranking up, basically, yeah. uh, because he does unusual things that they haven't accounted for, like, like um, apparently, like you know, the no look passes and stuff. Yeah. Normally, they'll look at that and say, "Well, that was probably pretty much an easier pass if you were looking at it." Yeah. But because Mahomes has been moving the defenses with his eyes, it's yeah. created that. 
to make it an easier pass. Oh, it just sounds like horse exactly. to me. Exactly. Uh, it's like, exactly. I just don't, I do not understand how anyone, and I'm angry at myself for bringing it up now. Because <laughs> we're I talking just about do, it. I do, yeah, I, I just do not understand, A, how you can watch that game of football. And bearing in mind, they get the film as well. They mm. get the film to watch it. Yeah. They get to watch the All-22 and go, yeah, Mahomes was okay, but you know, he was a seventy-one point five, but ninth best, eighth best performance of the week. I just don't get. It. And the other thing I don't understand is why anyone pays for that crap. I just don't like yeah, if you if if you subscribe to PFF or retweet them or talk about them like I am now, you are part of the problem. You're the part so, of the problem, Tom. You are part of the problem. So, <laughs> Mister or Mrs. Listener, Miss Listener, Master Listener, whoever you are, whatever age you are, do me a favor. Go to pff.com. Log in my account. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Why are you unsubscribing? Because you can't grade quarterbacks for love nor money. <laughs> Give me my money back. That's right, what you yeah. need to do. Well, yeah, there, there you have it. <laughs> Tom, we, we are, we are down so we are on two campaigns now for this season. We're on two <laughs> campaigns. The first one is Andy Reid for Coach of the Year, which yes. he's got off to an excellent start, by the way. The second campaign is to cancel PFF. <laughs> but do you know that the guy that r- started up PFF is from 10 minutes away from my house? He's from Luton. Seriously? Yeah, he's from Luton. So that, there's the problem. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, if you've problem? been to Luton, you know why it's bad. You know, you know why PFF is bad. <laughs> you didn't know the... that, did you? you didn't no, know I didn't. That, did I, did, I really yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. PFF... You could be making that up and I, wouldn't, I would still believe you. Yeah, well, what's more likely, PFF being formed out of Luton in Bedfordshire, England, or the Queen being a Chiefs fan? I've only put it this way: I've only told one lie this podcast. Answers on a postcard, I would say. Yeah, uh, right. Should we give the defense some love as well while we're on? Because um, this defense, this is the thing that popped off the page for me watching this game was the speed of this defense. Looks so energetic now, so quick. So just excitement. I mean, there was one of the, uh, I think it was a pass breakup. I think it was by uh, Thornhill. Oh. Did you see him? He came out of oh. nowhere. <laughs> do you know what he looked like? He looked like, do you remember when Kendall Fuller almost got that pick in the Super Bowl? Yes. At the end, it almost sealed the game and Kendall, and he just kind of flew across screen. Yeah. Yeah. He either looked like, he looked like that. And also, <laughs> I just thought of this a second. Do you remember when Tim Howard made that save for uh, the USA in the World Cup? He's and it just playing. got turned into a meme where <laughs> it was like, and everyone was cutting it out, like using it to save Rob Stark or Ned Stark from getting his head cut off and all that stuff. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how Fornhill looked like. He was, he was like, Perfectly straight Thornhill, but yeah. also perfectly diagonal across from the ground. <laughs> it was just amazing. But I think the thing that surprised me was we haven't seen something like that for a, quite some time from a Chiefs defense. Like really, kind of making an effort to to get across and make and make a play. You know, I thought that was all complete. I thought it was a complete ball, but he, like I say, he just came out of nowhere, and it was it was really quick as well. But yeah. not only that, I mean. Linebackers, we mentioned them in the previous show. The linebackers, we were very excited. You know, Nick Bolt was very good. Very good, wasn't he? <laughs> very, very, very good. good. Yeah. Very good. Um, you know, Sneed uh, was part of the pass rush. He got a, yeah. he got a sack Again. as well. Um, Dunlap was. I just I I don't know how quarterbacks don't see when Sneed's going to blitz because <laughs> I like I love I love Legereus Sneed. Yeah, and maybe it's because I've watched so much Legereus Sneed. 
that it doesn't shock me anymore. But bearing in mind that this is people's jobs to look out for tendencies, yes. I just don't know how you don't know Legera Sneed is coming oh, on a blitz. Sneed's lined up. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, he's him. looking at me. His <laughs> shoulders are facing me. His <laughs> knees are facing me. I just don't understand how quarterbacks don't see that coming. Like, oh, my don't God, he's in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I'm looking up at him. <laughs> but I, I don't understand it. But, you know, whilst and whilst NFL quarterbacks are struggling to identify Legera Sneed blitzing from, from the outside, then I, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. You're quite happy with that. I'm quite yeah. happy with that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the defense looked looked like it was on point. Um, I mean, the amount of pressure they were given uh, Kyler Murray as well. They weren't giving him any free time. I mean, look, looking at, at Kyler Murray's stats, um, 193 yards passing, and he had 22 completions of 34. That's, That's poor. Like almost halfway house, isn't it? That's like I, I. He's probably like the sixth best quarterback on PFF this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but the main thing that he was actually renowned for and being deadly for was yeah. rushing. He got twenty nine yards. Yeah, most of them come on one run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Be, to be honest, at that point, I think the Chiefs were twenty one seven up, and we just had a, our first not free and out, but we our first punt of the game. Yeah, and I was thinking. Kyler Murray went for this run. And I was thinking, is this going to be it now? Is this where is this going to be the light bulb moment for yeah. Cliff Kingsbury? And thinking, actually, let's just put this game in Kyler Murray's hands or in his legs rather yeah. and let him run. Because, like, we've seen the Chiefs in the past and Steve Spagnuolo, especially in the past, struggle against some running quarterbacks. Like, early on in the, uh, the Chiefs defense days, they had some success against Lamar Jackson, but we all remember what happened in week two last year yeah. where Lamar Jackson just said, right, sod this, I'm putting this game in my own hands, and he just ran all over the cheese, basically. And I was kind of surprised that they didn't go to that. Like Josh Allen has had similar success as well against the Chiefs. I'm surprised that the Cardinals didn't actually go, right, let's try try running the football. They didn't. They they decided to keep him throwing. They decided to try and force feed James Connor um, some snaps. And it just didn't work. The defensive line just had a field day. They didn't get tons and tons of pressure, but they got enough that they just couldn't complete a pass. Yes, you can argue that the Cardinals receivers were talent poor. They were obviously missing DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. They were missing Rondell Rand- Rand- Moore as well. They were missing some guys. Obviously, Zach Ertz was only playing. He was on a pitch count as well. Yeah, But the Chiefs defense can only beat what's put in front of them. And they dealt with the Cardinals offense quite handedly. There was obviously a downside of this game um, because we, we got some real significant injuries on some significant players as well. Um, Trent McDuffie out with a hamstring. Um, hopefully that's just, um, you know, just a bit of a, you know, a knock or something like that. Hopefully he's back for the next game. Um, Harrison Booker. Unlikely to play. Is he unlikely? Yeah. Oh, unlikely to play. That's not good, is it? Yep. Um, but um, Harrison Booker freakishly putting his foot into a divot and and yep. going over on his ankle, um, which we'll probably talk more about in a minute because I know you want to talk about something that uh, was part of this game. Um, and also Trey Smith. Um, I didn't actually see Trey Smith go down, but apparently it was... No, it was a phantom injury. Like, all of a sudden, Nick Allegretti was in was on yeah. the offensive line. Like yeah. like you mentioned it, they didn't skip a beat um, when he come in. But Trey Smith is, looks like he's going to play. Obviously, he had the Mahomes wrist injury as well. Um, never, oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. The Mahomes, but he said after the game, it's fine to get it x rayed. I don't know what the outcome was actually from the x rays, but 
He's going to play. He he finished the game like there, yeah, there was one still... point when he he did a right-handed hand a right-handed handoff to the to um to the right-hand side. So it looked a bit funny watching him try and like almost have the back of his hand facing the running back, where obviously <laughs> normally you'd expect the back of the hand to be facing the offensive line. So yeah. it, it was a bit funny trying to watch him do that, but he managed to do okay. Um, I think it's going to take a hell of a lot more than a broken left hand for Mahomes not to make the field. Trey Smith looks like he's going to be okay. McDuffie's the one that you're just worried about because he was very good. He played 21 offensive snaps, but he just locked his guys down. Like We always talk about like cornerbacks and if you're not hearing their name, it means they're having a good game. Mm. And we didn't hear McDuffie's name at all. It was hardly mentioned. I think the first time he was really mentioned outside of a couple of tackles that he made on other guys was when he was injured. And obviously we've, we've got an, an, a plethora of young cornerbacks that can replace him, but your young first round cornerback that had a good start to his NFL career. You don't want to be missing that guy, especially with the games you've got coming up, especially against the callbacks you've got coming up. You've got Justin Herbert, Matt Ryan, uh, Tom Brady and Josh Allen to come. You're hoping that hamstring injuries, they can be touch and go. They can be a, a week. They can also be five or six weeks, sometimes a few months. You're hoping that this hamstring injury isn't too much of a problem that he can be back for at least some of these games in this horrific eight-game stretch that opens the season. Mm. Let's talk about the hero of the hour. Oh, let's talk about the hero of the hour. The hero of the hour. The hero of the hour. I'm shoehorning this in. The hero of the hour is whoever at Microsoft decided today or a few weeks ago in the planning that we are going to buy the rights to the reimagined version of 007 Goldeneye from Nintendo. <laughs> right, that they, is the hero of the hour. They are the hero of the day. <laughs> I have literally just read that on Twitter before we come online. And you got giddy I, for it. And I'm so excited. Like, I, if, if the Queen hadn't have died... That would have been our butt first. Yeah, it would have hundred percent <laughs> with the music as well. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I am so excited. 007 Goldeneye on the N64 is the goat of all shooting games. Not Call of Duty. No. Not Halo. Not Fortnite. 007 Goldeneye for anyone that's similar sort of age in their mid thirties. Maybe like Brad's age, forties, fifties, where however old you are. How these dare days. you? <laughs> um, like Goldeneye is the goat of all games, and the fact that Microsoft have managed to get that game, the the reimagined, the updated version, to Xbox is an absolute power play. Is by it only Microsoft. going on Xbox? It's going on Xbox Game Pass. It is. It is free advertisement for them, but. It is an absolute power play by Microsoft. Like P- PlayStation are sitting there saying, we might as well just bankrupt the company now and give oh. up because everyone's going to go back to Xbox. Like my friends that all loved GoldenEye as kids, right? All obsessed with it. Oh, I loved it. All, all of them, every single one of them got PlayStations. Me, I've got an Xbox. So I'm going to be sitting there and, and, and like sending them pictures video shots I might even start a Twitch account who knows an Arrowhead oh, Pride God. should we start oh, should we start an Arrowhead Pride Twitch account where we can just people can watch us to play GoldenEye and Madden <laughs> I don't know I just wanted to bring it up and I know Steve Serda who's going to listen to this podcast after and be and be sitting there thinking why is he going on about this but I bet you any money he's secretly inside really excited there is a British link obviously with it being James Bond so you know, that's why we're keeping it in, Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
But no, let's talk about the real hero of the hour, Justin Reed. Oh, what a guy. We said it. I remember on this podcast after he kicked that 64 yard, well, not 65, after he kicked that monster field goal, yard one. Yeah, yeah, whenever it was yeah, yeah. in preseason, I'd said to you, it's a handy thing to have on the tee yeah. just in case Bucker gets injured. We've been right a lot recently. Have we have. That? Yeah. We should put trumpet noises on because we are blowing our own at the moment, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> but no, I mean, seeing that uh, that little segment today that the uh, the Chiefs tweeted out about, yeah. um, you know, just having the camera on Justin Reed and him sat on the sideline. And and the, the good thing about it was as well, was somebody came to him and said, Butker's down. He's, he's, he's injured his ankle. He was he got up straight away, spoke to his coaches and said, when do you want me on? When do you need yeah. me? I'm, I'm ready. He was ready yeah. for it, wasn't he? He was like, you know, such Put a me in, coach. Player. Put me in. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. It says a lot about Tommy Townsend, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like, how, how could you punt and not kick field goals? I don't know. It is a good question. Surely it's not much difference, is it? I mean, you could punt. You, you could punt, and I can punt, and we can both kick a field goal. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand. Punting such an unusual skill, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, imagine, like, if without being a professional or whatnot, without it being like a recognised sports position. Imagine if, like, you're a kid, and you say, "What do you want to be when you're older?" I want to kick balls in the air really high and really far. And really far yeah. and get paid a million dollars a year to do it. I mean, he is living the dream, but come on, man. You, you, you've you got to learn to kick field goals. You absolutely need to. <laughs> you, you, you should have got to be a jewel, haven't you? You've got to have a jewel role. Yeah. In that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, with you if Townsend gets injured, who punts? I'm not being funny. It wouldn't be the work that like, I'm not wishing an injury on Tommy Townsend by any any means of the imagination here but it would be nice if the Chiefs never punted again and just what, let just Mahomes, go for it on fourth downs yeah whenever. just let Mahomes cook you know like the Broncos let Russ cook last night oh, oh. oh we haven't even talked about Denver yet that was below the belt wasn't it yeah have you watched the Manning cast thing? No, I haven't watched it. Oh, you need to watch the Manning cast thing. They are but, funny, aren't they? I do like yeah, them. Yeah, you just need to watch the Manning cast for the final minute of the Denver Broncos Seattle Seahawks game. Just after we finish here, get onto yeah. Twitter. If you're listening to the show, go get onto Twitter now or YouTube and watch the last minute of the Manning cast whilst the Broncos Seahawks game. It is just amazing watching Shannon Sharp, Peyton Manning, and, and Eli Manning react to the to the game management by the Broncos. It is just it's excellent TV. Like you could not have scripted it any better. You've literally got Peyton Manning doing the T sign. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. <laughs> when they do 30 <laughs> seconds later, it's like, why do you waste so much time? It's just it honestly, it is fantastic television. You need to watch it. I will watch that for sure. All right, then we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be giving you our preview for the Chiefs versus the Chargers. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. 
Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there, and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. Power rankings are out. Power rankings are back, Tom. They're back. They're back, mate. Back. This is what I've been waiting for all off-season, your power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> never mind the season. Never, never mind my homes playing football. You're just here for my witty comments on arrowheadpride.com. Is that all it is? Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I'm here for, mate. That's all I'm here for. Will you so, tell me what you want to know? I'm going to go with... Who's in the top five? Let's say let's should we should run run down from the top five. Okay, so the the top five spoiler alert is very AFC dominated. Is it? Yeah. So there's only one NFC team in at fourth, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's mainly because they got Tom Brady, um, and the rest of the NFC and the rest of the NFC decided to be terrible at the weekend. Yeah, like the Packers last. Um, 49ers last it was just a bad bad weekend for the NFC obviously the defending champions uh, the LA Rams forgot how to play football <laughs> as well um, so yeah so the Tampa Bay Bucks are fourth and then they've got four uh, what I feel like are the definite four best teams in the AFC the powerhouses um, uh, number five you've got the Baltimore Ravens number three the LA Chargers number two the Kansas City Chiefs and number one the, the Arrowhead Pride team are still riding the Buffalo Bills hype train a little bit if you go into the if you go into the defending champs and knock them off week one in the style mm. that you do, then you probably deserve to be number one. But I bet no one put Alex Smith's Chiefs number one after they went into New England in 2017 and scored 42 points, did they? It'd be interesting to look back, see what actually happened with the power rankings there. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, they probably still put the Chiefs 10th back then. <laughs> Because it was led by Alex Smith or something. Yeah, uh, something dapper. No, I, no I, I feel like the, I feel like the ranking for the Bills is probably fair. Like, I would say that, yeah, because yeah, of, like um, you said, they've beaten the they've beaten the champions so far, and you know the, the Bills have proven already that they are still one of the powerhouses in the in the yeah. NFL. Put, and so uh, defensively, they, defensively, they were just so good. They were like what they managed to do defensively and what they managed to do to LA was was excellent. But what does make me laugh and. This must hurt Bills fans so much because the way that they handled the Rams, who aren't that much different from when they were back in February, let's be honest. Some people like to say they are. Obviously, they lost Von Miller. That was the big one that the Rams lost. But they're not that different from what they were in February. So after that game on Thursday, it must have made the 13 seconds hurt so much more. Yes. Because we all know that the Bills would have handedly dealt with the Bengals, that would have happened. They would have beaten the Bengals easily, comfortably, I would say. But there was obviously this thought, oh, what would they have done against the Rams? Well, we now know what would have happened against the Rams. So yeah. the Bills are looking at it and thinking, we've lost a ring there. Similar to us with like the oh. um, 
Bengals. with the D Ford game. Yeah, oh, because yeah, yeah. obviously we lost to the Rams earlier in that season in that Monday Night Football Classic 54-51. But by the time the Super Bowl come around, the Rams were like a completely different team. They were much worse than they were. Yeah, they made the Super Bowl, but they were nowhere near at the level that they were when we faced them in November, whatever yeah. it was that year. Nowhere near. And we all know that the Chiefs would have absolutely destroyed the Rams in the Super Bowl in Atlanta had they made it and D Ford not been offside. And that is exactly how the Bills feel right now. Yeah. They're thinking if Mahomes wasn't Mahomes, if they just decided to not play so soft coverage against Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, someone could make a tackle if they'd not kept the ball inbounds on that uh, on the kickoff, then you'd, you'd like to think that they would probably have been Super Bowl champions. So just like whilst the, everyone's enjoying the Bills, the Bills are feeling themselves, just be grateful to his kingdom to know that they are absolutely hurting at this moment in time as well. Yeah, and they are very openly hurting about it as well. Yeah. Have you seen some of the, play, have you seen some of the, uh, the fans wearing the 13-second jerseys? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, talking about owning it. <laughs> <laughs> but number two and number three, I'll segue this in. We've got uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Um, yeah. So that should mean for a pretty good game on Thursday night. So taking a look at the betting odds this week, Arrowhead Pride has partnered with our sponsors, DraftKings.com, to bring you the best betting odds available for your same-game parlays. And to give us more information on this, here's Arrowhead Pride's chief editor, Pete Sweeney. Parlay, my office, five minutes. We'll, like, play the same game at the same time. The Arrowhead Pride Same Game Parlay with Pete Sweeney, presented by DraftKings. Welcome into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Same Game Parlay. Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com with you. And I'm hoping you listened to us last week. We had a five-leg parlay as the Chiefs took on the Arizona Cardinals, and we hit every leg of the same game parlay. If you bet $100, you would have won $650. So I hope I have your attention with that news. As we enter Thursday night football, Chiefs and the Chargers on Amazon Prime, I can't help but think this is going to be an absolute shootout featuring Patrick Mahomes against Justin Herbert. We have the over in this game. We think it's going to go over 54 and a half points. We have Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes each throwing three touchdowns apiece. And to me, that will equal a Chiefs win at Arrowhead. I tend to think Mahomes will have maybe a few more touchdowns than Justin Herbert. So we put the Chiefs money line in there. So let's review over 54 and a half points. The Kansas City Chiefs winning the game and both of these young phenoms, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes with at least three touchdowns apiece. We're going for two in a row here on the Arrowhead Pride same game parlay. Chiefs Kingdom, you have no idea how many times it just took for Brad to read that one sentence that's my first ever kind of mid-show advertisement there i thought i did pretty well no i thought you were terrible person <laughs> like i i've literally boiled the kettle and made a cup of wife usually talking to yourself on the mic really <laughs> <laughs> i disappeared you didn't even know that's so pieced <laughs> together that 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 segment there because i was just throwing all sorts of stuff at it to try and make it sound good but <laughs> good luck good luck with pete's parlay hashtag pete's parlay hashtag ap pete's parlay <laughs> <laughs> so you win okay um speaking of bets i won some money at the weekend did you yep i i, I won 250 dollars. 250 dollars. oh yeah yeah on a parlay my own parlay not pete's parlay my own parlay on the chiefs game and also mr fortson 
Mr. Fortson. Oh, Fortson, the S being a dollar sign. Anytime <laughs> touchdown, plus 550 last week. Backed it, didn't I? He come through for me. What a guy. Jody Fortson. You got $250 Jody, for that. Moneymaker Fortson, that's his nickname now. He's the money maker. He, he's making it rain. When Jody Fortson scores touchdowns now, I just want to see him make it rain for everyone. Making wow. money. So that one, that one bet. No, he was part of my parlay, but oh, yeah, he, parlay, he, right. he, okay. he made some money. He made some money for us. Wow. Well, I need to copy season. your parlay from now on. I think. All right, then let's have a quick look at the uh, the Chargers and, and give you our thoughts on this because this is a tasty game and it's straight away. We've already been treated really to the first game of the season, haven't we, with, uh, you know, obviously the Bills and the Rams, but this is the follow-up now. This is like, this is the Thursday night game that the Chiefs get to play at our head against the Chargers, the favoured Chargers for the last 20 seasons. Both have obviously got the first wins. Yep. And um, both quarterbacks are phenomenal quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Mahomes is obviously clearly better, but we've got to obviously build it up that, you know, Herbert is almost on that par. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, did he did he come higher than uh, the Mahomes in the PFF? He did, he did yeah. didn't he? So, you know, there's added, there's added spice to that. Yeah. Um, but um, the Chargers finished 9-8 and eight last season. I know, right? Like, that's crazy to think that this team has been kind of elevated to this level where they were nine and eight last year. Yeah, it's the problem with the charges, isn't it? Like yeah. charges over charges. Over promise, under deliver. Um and you chargering is a big thing with the, the charges. And they almost charged on Sunday. Yeah. They they had a comfortable lead against the Raiders. They were they had a 14 point lead at one point in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, was it? They're looking and the, comfortable. And the it? Raiders yeah. made a little weird comeback. The Chargers started to stall offensively and it actually took a defensive stop um for for the Chargers to, to to win the game. So I I think it's I think it's worrying that they probably that they won that game by the way because 12 months ago, 2 years ago, they absolutely lose that game. Yeah. And one thing you do not want to happen for the Chargers is for their fortunes to turn around. Like you don't, you don't all of a sudden want them to becoming a special teams powerhouse, for example, because you know, you know for for the start that the spe- Chargers special teams will cost them at least one game a season. Mm. Where if you minus that, all of a sudden you're looking at last year, you're looking at ten and seven, they're in the playoffs. Then if they win a couple of games that they would have lost historically. Then all of a sudden you're looking at twelve and five, and then they're in the realms of winning the AFC West. So, like the one thing you do not want to happen as a Chiefs fan watching the Chargers is Justin Herbert's progression into this phenomenal top three, top four quarterback in the league, mm. paired with a turn in fortunes. Because if they are paired, then the Chiefs have a serious problem on their hands and based on what we saw on Sunday with them riding their luck a little bit against the Raiders this game on Thursday night could probably swing anyway the Chargers seem to be one of those teams that's always been spoken about as being the next team that's going to topple the Chiefs Um, and we've heard it again this season Um, and it's all because obviously their quarterback Justin Mm -hmm. Herbert is uh, such a great player and he's one of the main reasons why they are still kind of uh, spoken about in that 
you know, in that second. And he is that good. He's, like, he's a great player. Uh, you, you, you know when you watch someone, do you remember when he got drafted and everyone was like, oh, they got the guy that nobody wanted. Like, obviously, Joe Burrow got drafted yeah. first and the Dolphins took two. Uh, and then it was like, oh, the Chargers, you got left with uh, Justin Herbert. Ha <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, you're looking at it now and you're thinking out the three is absolutely the best one. Like, I like Joe Burrow, but Justin Herbert, for me, is a level above. And you're watching him play and you just... You're watching this guy and you're thinking, Tom Brady never had to deal with a Justin Herbert. Peyton Manning never had to deal with a Justin Herbert in division. And like, you're seeing this guy and you're thinking, I do not want this man anywhere near my division. And he inst- him alone instantly makes the Chiefs path to winning another Super Bowl that much harder. Yeah. Because he is that good. On Sunday... He threw some passes which were unreal. He managed to lodge a ball in Gerald Everett's face. Like there was a back shoulder throw. He rolled out to the left. Pressure was in his face and he threw this ball. And the velocity that it come out at, a back shoulder, only to where Gerald Everett could, could catch it. Who was covered, by the way, he was. And this ball basically pushed Everett and the defender back five yards into the end zone. It was thrown that hard. And then he's had another throw to this receiver called Carter that no one had heard of before Sunday. He threw another pass to him, which was a cover two beater that was perfectly in between two defenders. And he threw it to a position which not uh, not only was Carter the only player that could make a play on the ball, but he also managed to protect his receiver as well. Mm. He made another throw, which was like almost the opposite side of the field to the one that Mahomes threw to Kelsey. The, the Mahomes throw that everyone's talking about from the weekend where he threw it over and put it into an area with three defenders around. Yeah, Herbert made the same throw, but it went to the right and not the left. Uh, the, Herbert's throw was a little bit flatter. Mahomes was more lofted, but Herbert's was kind of like a straighter throw, a bit more uh, power onto it and probably slight. And the accuracy had to be there, obviously, because it was a flatter throw. He had to get it between defenders. Mm. But you, you're looking at this guy and you're thinking, he is probably, in terms of arm talent, the closest thing in the NFL to Patrick Mahomes at this point. And you watch him play and you think, he does the things that Mahomes does as well. He like His eyes never drop yeah ever his eyes are always downfield and it's such an undervalued part of playing the quarterback like the guy that he was playing on Sunday Derek Carr we know is renowned for dropping his eyes immediately he's he's drops he's so scared of pressure he's so scared of getting hit Derek Carr that he just cannot handle pressure where you look at Mahomes you look at Justin Herbert and all they are thinking about are just passing the ball and making plays. And they they are willing to hang in the pocket or move outside it and give themselves a little bit more time to make the plays. That he's just a scary proposition. And I hate the fact that Chiefs have to go against him twice a year. Yeah, he's similar in style, I suppose, with uh, the fact that he's in this game, he actually spread the ball around with his receivers again, didn't he? Yeah. You know, it's another kind of style that... I think I read that no player had more than four receptions on Sunday. That's right. You've got Keenan Allen, four catches for 66. DeAndre Carter, four catches for 64. Gerald Everett, who, yeah, had that lovely, lovely moment with (laughs) with his face mask. Um, He had three catches and he's obviously the one that uh, had a a TD as well. So, yeah, he spreads it around and he makes sure that, um, you know, players that you don't expect, like you said, Carter was one of them who, um, you know, another player who he managed to find. just, just a great player, and like I said, it almost mirrors the style of what Mahomes is trying to um, emulate. I suppose now in this season, 
um, just spreading the ball around a lot more and just making these defenses just just try and work out what the where the hell it's going yeah. next. You need um, to you need to pressure. You need you somehow need to get pressure on him, and that's what the Raiders did not do on Sunday. They just could not get anywhere near near him. Like Max Max Crosby had a couple of plays. Obviously, there was the four for one stop when they tried doing a callback sneak with Herbert. That was a good play by the Raiders defense. Brandon Staley's aggressiveness coming out to bite them on the arse again. Yeah. But in terms of actual pressure, Justin Herbert just had it easy. This offensive line in LA, which traditionally has been a problem for for Los Angeles, it wasn't an issue on Sunday. Like the the Raiders. John Jones out there and it's like did you know he was playing there was there was nothing happening on the Raiders defensive line yeah. now you can argue that the, Ra- the Raiders defensive line is slightly um, ill-equipped to deal with Justin Herbert where the, the Chiefs prob- sorry the interior of the yeah this is what I'm talking like, like Chris Jones is the outlier in the AFC West because he is yeah. the guy that brings true pressure from the inside and it'll be interesting to see how Herbert deals with that. We saw Chris Jones get his hands up and block a pass for Kyler Mario on Sunday. Maybe we can see that a couple of times. But what I'm trying to say is that it didn't matter what the Raiders did. Mm. Herbert was able was able just to stand there and deliver strikes. Now it wasn't all sunshine and roses for the Chargers' offense because you, mm. with the way we're talking about, it, you would expect that Justin Herbert put 44 points up. He didn't. He put 24 points up. So it wasn't all sunshine and roses. Yes, they struggled towards the end of the game. But what the Raiders didn't manage to do was to get in his face and like force the really bad throws. And unless you can do that to Justin Herbert, he is going to pick you apart. And against the Chiefs, the Chargers will probably be slightly more aggressive. We know that Brandon Staley knows that's what they need to do against the Chiefs. We've seen it already in two games that he's been coached against us. So these situations where they were probably happy to punt against the Raiders, they probably that probably won't happen on Sunday. The play calling might not be as conservative. They might bring Austin Eckler a little bit more. They might throw to him out the out the flats. They've obviously got the big play ability to Mike Williams. So I do expect a, a, a far more aggressive approach from the Chargers than what we saw on Sunday. Yeah. And the Chiefs, I can only hope that Andy Reid is seeing what happened last year against the Chargers and he matches the Chargers blow for blow and goes for an aggressive type of approach. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that all line, it, it, again, the all line for the, uh, for the Chargers was very similar in a way that they've got some newbies on there. Um, I think the, the, the young lad is uh, Zion Johnson, the right guard there had a, a particularly good game. Same with uh, Trey uh, Pipkins on right tackle, both handling those, those edge uh, pretty well. And, there was a lot being said about the pass rush for both teams before the game, wasn't there? That this was going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a, a major viewpoint in this game where you've yeah. got two exceptional pass rushing. I mean, Chandler Jones was another one. You know, Chandler Jones and, and um, Max Crosby, um, you know, great, great pass rushers, but they really couldn't get home. And you, you, I was quite surprised in that actually, because you know there's a lot being said about Chandler Jones being one of these you know great DNs, um, but yeah, it, they really just couldn't get home. So that's the thing that surprised me a little bit about the the, the Chargers all line. It is pretty darn good, but it wasn't that actually effective in the run game. I didn't think with the uh, with the Chargers. Would you agree with that? Yeah, well, but Austin Nickel only played what forty seven percent of the snaps. Yeah, which is low for him. And low. like offensive, like let's not get. Let's not get confused. The Chargers were not on the level offensively that the Chiefs were on Sunday. No, no, they were were not. But I, my 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 worry is, is how vanilla they kept it, 
And my worry is that they were playing safe football on Sunday, which is not something we associate with the Chargers <laughs> at all. And Brandon Staley. Do you think my worry is, safe? Do you think- I do, I do think that I feel like they played it safe. And like the Raiders' defense is nothing to go to shout no, shout home about, is it? It's it's not a good defense. I just feel like the the Chargers probably played that game a little bit safer than they normally do. And when they come against Kansas City, they're just going to unlock everything and they're just going to be this aggressive monster that can put up a number of points. Breaking news, by the way, we record Tuesday night, so uh, Tuesday afternoon for Kansas City to release on Wednesday morning. And uh, it's just been announced that Trent McDuffie is on injured reserve now. No. So, so that's at least four games out now for Trent McDuffie. So who comes in? Justin Watson is, as the guy? Not Justin Watson. What's his name? Remember the one of the Watsons. Justin Watson's the receiver. Is is almost Sam like is <laughs> it's, it's almost like um, the days when we had Daryl and Damian Williams. Do you remember that? Oh God, yeah, <laughs> D Williams everywhere. Oh God, yeah, we Williams everywhere. <laughs> but, um, oh, no, yeah. that's good. And that's not great news, especially going into a game like this. This important, this early in the season as well. And this yeah. McDuffie, which I feel uh, sorry for him. Good start to his, good start to the season. Cut short. For yeah. now, anyway. Let's hope he's back for the Bills game. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, oh, that's terrible news. That. Thanks for ruining my night, mate. Thanks for that. Um, okay, let's talk about um, the, the charges and uh, what we think is, isn't is particularly great at the minute. Um, and I, One thing that actually was raised for me, I think, in, in watching the game against the Raiders was the linebackers aren't that particularly great, I would, I would suggest there. Where they actually get kind of backed up is, is obviously in the safeties. I mean, the safeties... They, they actually scare me, the safeties, because Nazir Adderley was actually one of my draft crushes. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I'm lo- looking at him thinking, oh, I don't really don't want to play against Adderley. Derwin James is obviously the other safety that uh, they use quite a bit in the, um, you know, in the pass rush as well, which uh, did he get a sack? I think he got a sack, didn't he? He did. He's Again, like, their, he's it's, like it's their Tyron Matthew, the isn't he? Style. He's, he's like their Tyron Matthew. Like, um, yeah. Just kind of put him anywhere. And he, he's an elite safety. He just can't stay on the field. Um, I, I, I don't know if I do worry about the Chargers linebackers. Look, they've got Tranquil who made that amazing interception. I don't know if you saw it. The, uh, yeah. uh, Derek Carl, Carl Van Noy blast from the past. That guy that always used to play well for the, um, the Patriots. He's like, I, I, I don't know. Like this, 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 this defense of the Chargers looks pretty good. I'm glad JC Jackson probably not playing. That yeah. like that's a plus side. So I'm I'm kind of hoping. This is what I'm hoping happens. Mm. Is the Chiefs manage to find a way to overwhelm the Chargers defense by going playmaker to playmaker yeah. and just letting Mahomes. If they can give Mahomes time, which they will be able to do, Trayson's going to play. Mm. Like. Don't get me wrong, Khalil Mack versus Andrew Wiley does worry me a little bit. Yeah. But the rest of the offensive line is good enough that they can they can deal with what the Chargers are going to bring. So if they, Mahomes can stay up right, and Mahomes can be Mahomes, then I trust this group of receivers. I trust Andy Reid to get people open. Mm-hmm. It's just going to have to be death by paper cuts for the Chargers. It's not, it's not going to be this game where the Chiefs are going to suddenly unload and you're going to be seeing about their scaling. It's going to be the types of play that, that we beat the Chargers with last year with like Travis Kelsey catching a pass across the middle and running for, for 20 yards out as it were. It's going to have to be that. And it always is against the AFC West opponents. Like, yeah. let's be honest, it, the Raiders are the only team that give up big plays consistently to, to Patrick Mahomes. The Chargers and the Broncos traditionally have done a pretty good job of 
keeping Mahomes at bay and then making him surge on Thursday night. But now I feel like the Chiefs are slightly more equipped for that type of game because, because of the amount of weapons they've got, because they've got Juju, because they're MVS, because they've got Kelsey, McCall, all these guys that we mentioned before, because they've got Andy Reid. There's the, we haven't even mentioned the tight end sets yet, yeah, the, yeah. the multiple tight end sets that are coming out. There's, no, it's just, really there's, like such, a, there's such a variation of this Chiefs offense now that defensive coordinators are going to have an issue with it there's not it's not gone of the days where we're just going to bracket Tyree we're going to bra- bracket Travis Kelsey and then we're just going to take our chances against the rest of the guys now the the, the Chargers for example they're going to have to stick a Sante Samuel Jr. on one guy they're going to have to put Darren James on Travis Kelsey they're going to have to have an Adley accounting for anything deep they're going to have to bring Van Noy down to spy Clyde Edwards-Alaire well we've managed to account for MBS, we've managed to account for Travis Kelsey, we've managed to account for Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but we haven't accounted for Juju's Mishusta, we haven't accounted for Sky and Moore, we haven't accounted for Noah Gray, Jody Fortson. Yeah. There's yeah. still guys there. We haven't accounted for Mahomes' legs. There, there's 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 so many guys there that I just don't know how you deal with it. And the Cardinals certainly didn't have an answer for it. Yes, the Chargers are a far better team than the Cardinals. There's no denying that. But until we see a defensive coordinator show up this 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 new look version of the the Mahomes offense to be bad, then I'm always going to back the offensive. Put it this way: good offense beats good defense. So I'm always going to say that the good offense will win out. And I believe right now the the Mahomes-led Chiefs are probably in a better position than the Justin Herbert-led Chargers. Before we go into predictions, there's a couple of quotes that I found online, which I thought were hilarious from Chargers fans. Uh, one Chargers fan, I, I think his name was Mike. That's all his name, all his name was on this. Uh, he said, and I quote, they're like a Range Rover in that it's a beautiful machine that you know you could traverse the Sahara, but when you own it, always ends up broken down in a Trader Joe's parking lot or parked in the driveway of your wife's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I mean, was it's fair. Class. It's I mean, fair. It's fair. It's really good. It really is good. Um, and yeah, it, it just kind of tickled me, actually. I, if that's from a true Chargers fan, he gets his team. He understands his team. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, then. Predictions, mate. We were quite generous with uh, some of our predictions in the last one, but we were quite right with it, to be honest. Um, I think I'm mm. going to go a bit closer this time. Very close this time. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of those thrillers. Uh, and it's going to be a proper shootout. Shootout, right? It's a fucking shootout. Waka West. Um, I'm actually going to go. Chiefs twenty-eight, Chargers twenty-seven. Wow. Mm, and I don't normally go that, but I, I, I've got to give credit to the Chargers from what I saw against the Raiders. I just don't imagine a world where, world where Brandon Staley kicks field goals, so I can't possibly get to that total. Right. Um, He's got to go for it on fourth down every time, has he? Yeah, and I really want Andy Reid to do the same. Like obviously, Bucker's injury as well. We've got to imagine that's going to come into their thinking. So maybe does Andy Reid scheme this game looking at it? Actually, this is going to be a four-down game like it, I'm okay to go for a, a first down run or a second down run because I know in my back pocket I've got two pass plays for my home to get the first down is that is that going to be Andy Reid's thinking because yeah Justin Reid made one kick but he also missed another yeah. and we know Tommy Townsend can't kick because we talked about it earlier yeah. so I 
I feel like both co- both coaches are going to be extremely aggressive and they're going to want to put down a marker and say, right, we are the big boys of the AFC. Yeah. So I'm going for a shootout as well, but I'm going for a much, much bigger score. Really? Yeah. I'm going to say Chiefs 42, Chargers 35. Wow, that is big. That no, that oh. would be a game that I would be quite happy. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a Thursday. It's going to be a Thursday night classic. Remember, we've got the Amazon thing here. Remember, it's the first ever game on Amazon Prime as well. Yeah. So oh, God, Amazon's yeah. probably slipped Andy Reid and Brandon Staley a few bucks and said, "Go on, call a good game." You can get for you can have free Prime for the end of the year. <laughs> Go for it, lads. Yeah. Go, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Open the playbooks, please. <laughs> it's going to be. A, it's going to be a. a big game like offensively I just feel like both of these teams are just on on potentially on a level above 29 other teams maybe the the Bills can keep with them as well but Chargers uh, Chiefs and Bills are just offensively just so so good so this is this is really going to be coming down to who has the best defense at the end of the day isn't it in a way no I probably think it's more likely down to whoever has the ball last. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Right. I tell you what, I'm going to revise it. I'm going to revise it. You're going to revise it. Oh, go on then. 38 35 Chiefs. Oh, that's even closer. I don't like that. Yeah. 38 35 Chiefs. No, that's closer. No, stick with the original. Yeah. <laughs> stick with the original. <laughs> yeah. I like that one better. All right, then. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, if you have, then please let us know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate everyone who takes ooh, time out. Ooh, ooh. Thank you to the people that do leave reviews from the UK, Ireland, Canada, and Germany. Yes. Thank you to those people. Because Pete doesn't read those reviews out on the editor's show, by the way. Because Why? he doesn't see because he searches for reviews on Apple Podcasts USA. So he doesn't see the reviews from international fans. We so if you have left us if you have left a, left us a review and you're not from the States, don't worry. I've seen it. We love might you. be the only person because I do look <laughs> at them. I, I do look at them. So yeah, thank you. Like someone someone left a, a review last week. Let me just find it. You're gonna have to put in a elevator music here. Dun, 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 dun. One second. Yeah, she put in elevator music, are you? Yeah, I am. Good. I'm putting it in intermission in from oh, what do they call them? Okay. Oh. And we're back. I found it. Hope you enjoyed the uh the lift, the elevator music. <laughs> um someone called Gonzo Rev left us a review that Pete didn't read out on the editor's show, by the way, because he didn't see it. Shocking Pete. Shocking. It's, it's 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 basically it's from a Canadian listener. So Pete, for whatever reason, didn't want to read the review or see the review. But it says, hashtag Great Barrier Chiefs. So this this person's clearly an OG as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the, the Great British Chiefs shows needs to unleash Tom more often. Hashtag <laughs> unleash the Tom. Unleash the Tom. Yeah. <laughs> no love for me at all? Nothing. No, just me. Oh, that's shocking. <laughs> Just chop liver. Is that what I am here? Yeah. <laughs> Unleash the Tom. I like so that. The... I might get a t-shirt with that on. A hashtag Unleash the Tom. Is, the, is that the third campaign we're going for now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, you've, you've interrupted me. Outro there. Thanks very much, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Remember, stick around on our hip pod. Oh. Remember, <laughs> stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more Chiefs content. And of course, keep up to date with everything Chiefs with daily content on our website, arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.